You are listening to the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network. Visit PencilandPaperProductions.Podbean.com to find more great podcasts. Welcome to the Palace of Megapixels. This is Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo! Welcome to Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo. I'm your host, Stephen White. With me, as always, is my co-host, Lacey Finley. Happy Monday! So, I'm going to I'm gonna hit up a few things up top, yeah. because okay. I feel like we've got... I, I mean, we've got one thing I, I kind of want to talk about, and then I want to throw a few shout-outs all right. uh, to a few people. Uh, first of all, if you live in the States... This weekend uh, yeah. was probably a little uh, trying for, for most people. Uh, Lace, I know you kind of got hit with a double, triple whammy. Uh, yeah. Uh, so this is, this is a rough weekend. But I'm I'm not the most optimistic person. I lean toward pessimism on a daily basis <laughs> with a lot of things because... I'll just give you a little personal rundown. You know, I've been doing this for 16 years trying to create content and nothing has happened, you know, kind of. Mm. And and I'm trying to, uh, I try to just roll with it and be like, you know what, at right. least at least I'm creating. At least I'm doing what I wanted to do regardless. Trying to fill that itch somehow, yeah. So I guess there is always a modicum of hope in there, even when I just, I always look at it as, as dour. And I don't want to. I don't want to get into politics because I know that's not what you're here for. I just. Yep, yeah. I just want to kind of touch on, you know, if if you live stateside, even if you don't, maybe you've seen, you've heard Twitters and whatnot. What's going on? All I want to say is, look, I know it looks bleak, from from certain standpoints, but I've got to believe that this goes back to that old proverb darkest before the dawn right hopefully that's what we're looking at here hopefully that's what we're feeling right now just remember it's gonna get better i don't know when but darkest before the dawn just just try to maintain that in fact if you feel hopeless i'll even spread yet another quote that i love from the immortal words of Christopher Reeve, the one and only Superman in my heart. Mm. Once you have hope, anything's possible. And I've got, I've got to hang on to that in some way. That's ways. definitely been the hardest uh, puzzle piece for me to keep getting to fit in. Mm-hmm. It's like it just, it does. It starts to feel so. It does. I don't even have words anymore for just how discouraging and defeated you can start to feel after all of this. Yeah, but. Always keep trying. Always find a way to just have, even if it's a sliver, maintain that hope. Don't give up. Just She didn't. She didn't. Exactly. And that, that's doing a disservice to her if you lose that hope. So just maintain. Mourn, for maintain. sure. Give yourself that time because I needed it. Right. Still not sure 
I'm out of that phase yet myself personally, but, but wow, just what an incredible person yeah. and contribution she made to a lot of lives. And as a woman, very thankful for a lot of the stuff that she had her hand in mm-hmm. um, to create. And I just want to honor her and I appreciate everything she did. And just my God, woman, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So again, we won't get in deep, but right. I, I just wanted to, to say that just be, be hopeful people. Just even, even if you hang on to a sliver, hang on to it. Do not give up on it. Please. Yep. Please. We definitely need that. Mm-hmm. We definitely need that. And you're not alone if you're feeling that way. Right. Trust. Your your entire sibling audience out here, we're with you. Right. We got you. We'll just we'll huddle together and, and pull our hope together. And As my husband keeps saying, cabin in the woods. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's been we've been uh, joking about that off and on for years, you know? Mm-hmm. We could just get a cabin in the woods and say screw it all and uh I not to make light of anything but anytime where it seems like something tragic keeps happening i'm i'm usually the one to go in there and go my god this thing and he just goes cabin in the woods so now it's kind of a running (laughs) joke where we're like you know let's we're watching reality survivor tv shows and if there's something we don't know we look it up it's like maybe we should know Maybe. maybe this might be in our more immediate future but um just just the fact that i i know the feeling i just want to run yeah. And hide and crawl in a ball and just kind of, you know, be there for a while. But as much as a cabin in the woods sounds fantastic, it's probably just not feasible at this moment in time anyway. Very true, very true. Um, but it's nice to think about, no yeah. lie. And and just to kind of piggyback off of that just a little bit, uh, again, without getting into politics, congratulations to all you TikTokers out there. Right? What a whirlwind this is. Well, I wouldn't say congratulations yet. Because while we're talking, it could have changed already for all I, I, I hope not. I hope, I not. hope not. Because, but. I mean, this this was an argument that I heard. I mean, I'm I'm not a TikToker. I don't I don't no, deal with it. Yeah. And for for all I know, it could be one of those things that um, I could benefit from. Because sure. I've heard people who have been on YouTube never found an audience, and then they hop over to TikTok, and then boom, they just blow up. And right. it is beneficial to some people so right. good for you and and yeah. i know some people are making a living off of it i i, I feel like that was a, a low it, blow man. if they were gonna right lose tiktok so congratulations you still got your platform and i don't mean that uh, yeah in any th- th- kind that's of- actually yeah that's fantastic and i and i hope that that's the last we hear of it mm-hmm. <laughs> that it's just done so there's there's that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm I'm glad. And again, don't don't take my tone as I'm not. I don't mean that in any way. I just right. congrats. It's just not congrats, my platform, yeah. but right. I do get the appeal. Um, and shout outs. I did want to throw yeah. out some shout outs because I got a new podcaster buddy uh, on Facebook. He uh, apparently has kicked off one of his own. Yeah, fa- well, hey, <laughs> I understand. Trust me, I'm I'm almost there to. Uh, I'm just deal messing with, with you, right? But anyway, um, no, his name is uh, Tim McMullen Condo. That's his screen name. Uh, okay. He's from Victoria, Australia. He has a podcast called Two Brothers One Pilot, 
And what they do is they watch a pilot to a TV show and kind of give their two cents on, is it good? What's positive? What's negative? And is it worth diving into? Now, I also think I did make a suggestion uh, and from the library of, of shows that I've seen that they've watched, they haven't done one like this, or at least it didn't seem that way from, from the titles that I can remember. I, I suggested a pilot that never got off the ground. You know, just, hey, do you think this would go farther? Would it be worth the watch based on the pilot that technically never aired? <laughs> okay. But but would do you feel like we missed out on a good TV show or not? So they they he's taken that under consideration. They're gonna look oh, at that and and review it. Uh, but it's a, it's a, if you like light breezy podcasts, I mean these episodes are. I mean you can get through a, an entire. I mean everything they've got right now, which I think was. Sorry, Tim, if I don't get it right. I feel like there were twelve episodes from what I can remember. I'm trying to remember, and I listened mm-hmm. to a handful of them. Uh, they're they're short, breezy. 10, 15 minutes at most. Very opposite of us. Yeah. So <laughs> if you want something just quick and breezy and just flow through, I mean, right. it's, it's fantastic. So you can get through some really, really quick. I feel like that's a that's a tough order to uh, to do, too, because there's a lot of TV shows. If I hadn't have given it at least three episodes, I probably would not mm-hmm. have watched it. So that's a, that's a tough one to fill, I feel like. Right. So. Gotta have to give it a listen. Yeah, but it's uh, called Two Brothers, One Pilot. Uh, I found it on Spotify. I'm sure it's on a few other platforms, but if mm. you need one directly, that's the one I found it on. Uh, and lastly, to our mutual friend Snorri Bear, in response oh. to your comment, <laughs> <laughs> maybe we should look into it. Who knows? You yeah, know, maybe. We, we may share He probably some doesn't even remember since it was one of those just like offhanded comments after a podcast. Yeah, but, uh, he, he, had, he, yeah. he had made a, a comment for those not in the know uh, that there was a comment that I made uh, back on our mini pods uh, that I tolerate people to a point. And uh, right. I guess he shares that sentiment and thinks that maybe, <laughs> maybe we're related. Who knows? I mean, that's, that's a very... You should check. <laughs> so who knows? We could be distant cousins. Yeah, don't Dude. know. He'd be good family to have. Yeah, absolutely. Good family to have for sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, what have you been playing? You know, ashamedly, I've been very light on the games this week. Okay. So I did still kind of putz around when I'd remember about it and check in on my Fallout shelter because I'm that person. If the the quest takes like a day and a half to get there, I'll just shut it down for several days and go screw it. You know, we'll just wait till they get there. So when I do remember it and uh, check in on them, I've got like 76 people now and I don't even know what to do with half of them anymore. So <laughs> like, so we're just wandering around. I'm like, well, I'll find something for you to do in a minute, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I actually fired up The Sims 3 again. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I haven't gotten too far because... It's been so much distance since I had legitimately sat down to play it that it was almost overwhelming because every single uh, expansion pack, game pack, whatever, all loaded in at the same time. Whereas when I was playing it brand new, you know, you you got that section of the game, you played it for a long time, then another one came out. So you already had a familiarity with what came before it, exhausted probably everything there was to do in that particular pack. So when a new one came out, you knew what to do. And now I just have everything. And it's been like six years. So trying to even remember 
how to do certain things because it changed up, you know, just enough that looking at it, I still kind of have to hunt around first. And I can't remember what feature came with Sims 3 as opposed to 4 as opposed to 2 at this point because <laughs> all of it's been around so long. So, my God, there is just so much to do. I miss it so much. I didn't... I, I left out two packs because they were the biggest culprits as far as causing the game to seize up because The Sims 3, everybody just kind of kept living their lives, making babies, making more pets. And it would kind of, it, it did have a memory leak problem after a while where it would create too much that your game would start to hiccup because something would be stuck somewhere. Right. And you would just have to either reset the world or how most of us live in an EA Sim society, we mod the crap out of our game to make Make it playable so and I don't know where those mods are anymore but it was fun it was fun it actually ran smoother than I expected I know it's a way newer PC than when this was brand new mm-hmm. but uh, yeah it was I haven't played it long enough to where the world has gotten so consumed that it's hiccuping so okay. it's been nice it's just been working well um, and I decided I was going to be a street art activist I forgot you could start protests and so I've had a lot of successful protests against like eating too much food (laughs) or you know if a yeti exists or not you know and then I spray paint on the ground or tag a wall I've been arrested already for doing it and fined a thousand dollars I didn't have a lot of money or simoleon sorry so um that hurt. Yeah. That hurt pretty bad. I got to get a roommate now because I, I can't afford my bills. Oh. Yeah, maybe I should chill out on, on tag and all the public stuff. So I ended up having to like paint a lot in my house so I wouldn't get arrested and still raise my street art skill. <laughs> hey, you're just decorating the house. That's all. Exactly. And I did it in the garage. So I feel like screw it, right? Right. It wasn't really painted. The floor is cement because mm. we have cars. Right. For crying out loud. So I have my car in the garage that I get into and drive myself to places. Like, anyway, whatever. This will just be me going on a rant now of all the things we don't have still in the new version of the game. But anyway, that was pretty much all I played. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Either that or the the week's been such a blur at this point that's blended all in together that I I can't remember that far back. Fair enough. (laughs) But how about you? What have you been playing? Uh, well, I'm still trying to get through a Plague's Tale, and I was really hoping that I would have gotten farther than I have. But I'm at least at the halfway mark from what I know of the game. Because okay. I, I know Todd was telling me it had like 16 chapters, and I'm at 8. So oh, okay. I'm I'm halfway there. I just I was mm-hmm. hoping that I could have played more of it. But again, time and whatnot. It right. just it wasn't... In the cards, but that's fine. I'm I'm hoping to get through some more of it today. Um, this is a, a little segue before I get into the other game that I did play. But this is a game that I did play. I just wanted to tell you this fascinating little story about uh, my my wife and her sister like to play Drunken Uno when they get together. Okay, sure. You know, they just drink and play Uno and drink and play Uno and. I've never witnessed this uh, <laughs> this game. I just hear oh, about like it. making it or a drinking game, yeah, mm-hmm. or however they do it. But she was she was talking about because we're gonna go up there and uh, at the end of next month for a wedding, and she was like, ah, I get to play Uno with my sister and blah blah blah, and it was like, oh yeah, and she, and she was just like, you, 
there was a comment offhanded that, you know, I just don't want to play it. And I was like, well, you've never asked me to play Uno. And she's like, do you want to play Uno? I was like, well, yeah, I like playing Uno. You know, I'm not against playing yeah. Uno. Yeah. So we played Uno. And I'm. How you feeling? Look, <laughs> I'm not a sore loser. Okay. Oh, no. I'm not a sore loser. But when, when I felt like I was just being punished at some point, because first of all, they have slightly different rules about how they handle certain things. Well, I would imagine Udo wasn't a, initially a drinking game, so no. yeah. Okay, so yeah. this one rule, and this is, oh God, I had it work to my favor one time. They uh-huh. have a rule. If you got to draw two, you lay that down. Now, if you, the other player doesn't have draw two, they draw two cards just like a normal game. But if they do have draw two, they can lay it down. And then it's almost like a game of chicken. Whoever's got draw twos, you just keep laying them down. And then whoever's got the last draw two laid down, they have to draw the amount of cards that that draw two would have amounted to. I feel like we used to play it that way, too. I don't think it was in the set rules, but I feel like we did that also. Mm-hmm. Like, if anyone had it around the table, you got to just keep... Maybe it is a rule. I don't Maybe, remember. Maybe, I don't know. But c- continue. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, that happened uh, several times. But I did, I did win one. But two times, okay... Two times. This is where I was just like starting to lose like any interest in the game because I was like, what the hell, man? What the hell? She was down to an Uno and I had a wild card. So game of chance. I got to lay it down and pick the color she doesn't have in her hand. Mm -hmm. And I say yellow. And she lays down a yellow card and I'm like, son of a bitch. Yeah. And then we play yet another hand. Same situation. And I was like, there's no fucking way she's got a yellow again. Yellow. <laughs> Bam. Yellow. And I was like, I'll be. D- Come on. Come on. <laughs> so. So I slept on the couch that <laughs> night. No. But, I mean, after, I mean, it was all in good fun. There wasn't like, screw this game, man. I play no more. I wasn't like that. It was just like, I just shook my head, you know, with a look on my face. But I was still in good spirits. I wasn't. You know, That's a sore good. loser going, stupid man, cheating. <laughs> Flip the table, yeah. cards everywhere. <laughs> Wasn't anything like that. So after I was getting my ass handed to me several times in Uno, she's like, hey, do you want to play something different? You want to play a, a, a game, two-player game somewhere on the Switch or something? I was, I was like, sure. So we played. I played for the first time Super Mario Odyssey, hmm. which I'd never got to play. And I've always wanted to play. I just, situation has not been presented to me to play it. Now, mm-hmm. I will say I love the game because it brings back, you know, playing Mario games, the nostalgia. It felt like it was a natural thing. You know, it was like, mm-hmm. hey, it's my old buddy Mario. I haven't played you in a while, and everything seemed just right as rain as it should for a Mario game. But we're playing two-player. We don't have a controller, like an actual controller, which is already kind of like an iffy thing for me. Because I like mm-hmm. having a controller, a real controller, right. not these Switch controllers. Yeah, those controllers. ones on the side, they're, yeah, they're uncomfortable. And, yeah, and furthermore, being a Switch mm-hmm. controller, two players, we had to use... Yeah, the, that's to, what I meant, those little ones. Yeah, we yeah, had to split them up side. just to do it. So I'm sitting here playing Super Mario Odyssey with my hands <laughs> crammed together. Thumbs are cramping. And yeah. trying to figure out how I'm going to play it like I normally do, because... I'll say this about any of my Mario adventures. I got to a point with, I'd say Super Mario 64 is where it started. And since a lot of the move sets 
continued on throughout all the other games where you can do like the long jump and the backflips and all that stuff to kind of get you where you need to go. I got pretty good at it. Mm-hmm. Good in the sense that I can gauge where I need to go. So I would just, it'd be like daredevil. I'd be running long jump and just kind of keep going. It's a little hard when your hands are cramped together. <laughs> yeah, it really is. So, uh, but I mean, we, we spent, I think we were up till two in the morning. <laughs> collecting <laughs> moons and stuff like that so it was fun well, that's good yeah and we got uh we got a lot done so it was, it was a lot of fun and I, i'd like to get back to it at some point because it's a mario game mario's fun right you know i don't care what anyone says it's it's a lot of fun but that's right. all i played why don't you jump us into the news yeah we got a lot to talk about this week yeah, actually we so um good week for gamers hey. and Bad week for game. It's really kind of a toss up. So we may as well just start with the PS5 news, mm-hmm. of course, because that was that was a big one. We got our showcase, a price, a release date, and the pre-order launch that some of us expected to get out of the showcase. Called it. Um, yep, yep, <laughs> and he nailed it for sure on the pricing and all of that. Um, uh, but we got to see some games. Mm-hmm. I didn't focus a lot on the games of this particular one because there was really only a couple that were brand new, whereas the rest of them seemed to be just a closer look of games we were already aware that were coming out. Not discounting them, but mm-hmm. nothing really new. Um, obviously, the, the the two big games that were, I would assume, the shocker that maybe most people didn't see coming was Final Fantasy XVI, mm-hmm. um, which definitely kind of had a Final Fantasy XV-esque feel to me. I've never played a Final Fantasy game. I have seen plenty of them played. So I'm going off of the art style and the play style from what it appeared to be. Obviously, this is far off. You know, this wasn't gameplay or anything. You know, I I believe that was the one they even said where it was like, this is all just PC right now. And then like any game from here on out was from the PS5. So I appreciate that transparency. At least they did learn from our outcry in previous (laughs) showcases of other other installments. But... And then, of course, at the end, we got the very briefest snippet of Ragnarok. Yes. So the, the second installment of this God of War series, because I have to be careful because we've already had a God of War 2. Right. So this for, for the next generation. Uh, so I will say that was like we got a half truth yeah. out of the truth or trash because you did call that we would we would see it as I had suggested. Although I was more generous and gave it a 2022 release date, whereas they're saying at this point it was 2021. I feel like that's a pretty fast turnaround. So we'll see if they end up hitting that 2021 release date. But we'll call that a we'll we'll call that a, a you called it. Yeah. It was just the the release window I was being a little more generous with because I kind of thought they'd need a little bit more time than that. But hey, good on them if may, they can get it out. They they may have right. been working on it all this time and very true. Could have been as soon as uh who knows as soon as the last one was off. Mm-hmm. Who knows? I mean, they they probably knew it was a pretty sure thing unless oh, they yeah. f it up. Yeah, exactly. Royally, I, mean, I think it know? was. Yeah, that was a safe bet. Plus, if you wanted to kind of piggyback off that, I know I didn't. What I called the Spider Man transition. Wasn't announced, but interestingly enough, something of the reverse was actually announced. I don't know if you you have this in your notes or anything, but well, let's see. Um, yeah. Miles Morales is also going to be on PlayStation Four. Yes, and then you'll get yes. a free upgrade to PS Five when you get that. And I was like, mm-hmm. "Thank you, that's right. amazing. Thank you very much," because I really did want to play it, 
And mm-hmm. now I don't have to worry about waiting. I can just go ahead and get it on the PlayStation 4, and then I'll get it on 5 whenever it comes Whenever the time comes we can around. get it yeah. right, yeah. Whatever, whatever funds and everything line up for that. But yeah, uh, let's see here. So of course, the big news was the pricing. We had a three ninety nine clock it in for the digital version of the PlayStation Five and four ninety nine for the disc version. Um, but where things kind of fell apart after this was the pre order process itself, as. Gosh, we even mentioned this early on that I really hope they come up with some sort of <laughs> plan with how they're going to do this. They seem to give us one day yeah. is what it appeared. So um, where it seemed to kind of fall apart is it appeared some retailers just didn't wait to the correct time. So you had some people figuring out that pre-orders were going live the night before. Some people were staying up thinking that, you know, with midnight or insert your time zone here when it was released, uh, that they could snag up some pre-orders. But seemed it when people showed up when they were supposed to, we were already being met with a we're done here scene for, Mm -hmm. for the time being. Uh, so obviously it seemed like the first ones was Walmart, Best Buy, Target, and so on, starting their pre-orders the night before, but some good news if you are one of the many that didn't get lucky enough to grab it. Jim Ryan has announced more PS5 consoles this holiday, and that they were even initially shipping, uh, more than when they did when the PS4 launched. So with all of the speculation, people were saying that they thought was going to be limited amount of PS5s, which they kind of led us to believe early on uh but the hard numbers that they're saying they're meeting is actually more units than their initial launch on playstation 4 so fairly confident if you want one there's going to be plenty of opportunities here soon to do so Uh, so just have some patience don't benefit a scalper no there's no reason for you to have to pay more than that 4.99 or 3.99 respectively so just just hold out. It's these people that are selling them on eBay don't even have the physical goods in their hands yet either. So just just wait. And in fact, um, keep that in mind too. If you want to go pay a scalper, if you're even considering that, they're the assholes who prevented you from getting there in the, the first place. Exactly, so, with all their bots and stuff they're using. Yep, yeah. So don't don't do it, man. Just don't do it. Have some patience. <laughs> There will be more. Yeah. There will be more. Um, so with all of this, we now have the hubble surrounding their launch games that are now revealed as we had just touched on to be on PS4 as well. Uh, so good for owners of the previous consoles, uh, but left to quite a few people perplexed since they were bragging hard how they needed to move on to the next generation, which leads some to think that these new titles wouldn't necessarily show off as much the PS5 can do if it was also optimized for PS4. Again, None of us has it in our hands yet, so I don't know. But that that it's a legitimate question yeah. to raise. And if in a couple of years will we be seeing more of a benefit to the power that is these new generation consoles? Or if it I don't know how the development works. Is it easy to turn off certain things so it'll be compatible with the four as opposed to the five? These are things I don't know. And but this isn't still a good question you know, to have. This isn't something we've we haven't seen before. I mean, in previous generations, when we have these transitions, there are games that are on one console and another. Mm-hmm. We've yeah. seen this. I mean, so I don't know why anyone would start to be like, "What? Well, we've seen." It. I think it was just because how PS Five really did initially make it sound like no we're moving on with our next generation Mm. this is going to be it we're having our developers work for this yeah 
And uh, again, we could say maybe they didn't necessarily say that, but a lot of these companies are very good at uh, phrasing things in such a way that they're hoping it leads you to that conclusion without actually saying it at all. So they have kind of a way to backtrack out of it or move the goalposts if they need to. Not saying that's what's happening here, but we've seen that a lot over yeah. the last several months with other things in, in games. So keep that in mind. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but we also got, again, more confirmation that the uh, PS1 through 3 games will not be compatible with the 5, but that's no surprise, but they did reiterate. Um, and I guess maybe some people were still just holding out hope, but I mean, Sony's never been good about backwards compatibility, but they tried it once with 2, and even that was a flop, so... Uh, so don't throw out your old consoles if you want to keep playing those older titles. Um, let's see, about 99% of the PS4 titles will work with PS5, they say, at this time. So uh, the only time we don't cater to the 1%. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I should work on that one. So Microsoft, here's to hoping your pre-order day goes better. You got the advantage of watching two poop shows this week, which brings me to the NVIDIA 3080 cards. Mm. So another just right out gross display of how awful a company could botch their own releases. Um, I believe these both were actually on the same day, which added even more mass confusion to me trying to report on this because it, it was all about the same. Um, but uh, both of these had their pre-order launch day and NVIDIA announced their new cards, which would be available to buy. Again, here I'm reading reports of people staying awake or getting up at the time they needed to for their time zone to try and purchase a card and plenty saying that they never even saw the buy button. This is how fast everything went. It went from notify me to sold out. Everybody probably has a broken F5 key today is all I'm going to (laughs) say. Speculations of not really having enough cards for release day started to murmur, but mostly it again was the bots. Um, As one article I was reading actually talked to some of the scalpers of the cards and the company they used to rent the bots to make it possible. The service, which I'm not going to name because F those guys, I don't want to give anybody any ideas to go purchase this service, but they charge you $75 a month and have access to a bot that can do the shopping for you. Uh, They even interviewed one person who admitted to snacking 42 cards before the site sold out. To which, to no one's surprise, check eBay. And sure Mm -hmm. enough, they're already up there trying to, you know, already at least double the MSRP price. At least. Which will be the cheapest you'll probably find for more than double. Uh, But then let's talk about the ones that are listed at tens of thousands of dollars. So if you were like me and just felt like going to browse on eBay because you knew the scum of the earth were going to be up there the instant they got a confirmation for their pre-order. Again, guys, none of these people have this card in their possession. Please keep that in mind. Some of them are just showing you confirmation orders, which is all well and good. But they do not have the physical goods. Uh, So apparently some PC gamers got pissed off at it. And rightfully so. Probably Mm -hmm. messed with the wrong people here. Uh, But some of them took it upon themselves to create their own bots. Uh To find scalpers on eBay and drive up the prices so ridiculous that it would almost guarantee that it wouldn't sell. So basically, all it really ends up doing in the long run is just wasting the seller's time. Because to my understanding, they don't have to pay to list anything. They probably just pay a percentage once the item sells. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would imagine the highest I saw it get to was about $80,000 on one card. <laughs> 
So if that actually legitimately sold, then you know what, dumbass? Have your freaking $80,000 card that the rest of us are going to wait to pay $699 for, okay? But... Oh, it kind of like I'm not saying it's right or wrong or whatever, but I do take joy <laughs> when the trolling happens to these mm-hmm. kind of garbage people who does this, you know? Um, yeah. There's just no laws protecting luxury goods. So unfortunately, this is just something supply and demand and if yeah. people keep buying from them. It's just incentivizing this more and more. I'm, I'm all for it. I think these people, these gamers going out there and saying, you know, know what? You screwed us. We're going to screw mm-hmm. you too. I'm a, yeah, I'm We legitimately I'm wanted it. to use the cards. Yeah. Even if it was for data mining, you're using the card. You know right. what I mean? Like I just uh anyway, or not data mining, uh, like Bitcoin farming. Oh my god, data mining. Please don't do that. <laughs> um Nvidia has since come out though saying that they will be manually reviewing the RTX 3080 orders. Again, another good reason not to buy from a scalper off of eBay. Mm-hmm. Uh, They promise they are doing everything humanly possible to try and actually get the cards in the hands of the real consumers. So, I mean, now it's just a wait and see game. I feel like in this day and age of tech, you could be able to tell because some of the people that were posting on Reddit about it, Mm -hmm. they would even take a screenshot of their email showing like a confirmation order and the number 42. Obviously, their email address was blacked out. So... Clearly, it was the same email address getting sent to confirmation order. I feel like NVIDIA could see someone got 42 confirmation orders and right. only send them one. Mm-hmm. But let's wait and see. Other companies had the same problem. Tom's Hardware, uh, Micro Center, Insert, wherever you like to possibly go physically buy them. Uh, their websites ran out. Tom's promises that they looked into it, and it does not appear like bots got to all of theirs. But um We'll see how many companies actually care because they got their money to right. take the time. But I'm just going to say again, please do not buy from these scalpers. If you want to buy something at the cost the manufacturer deemed suitable, you have to wait and let the scalpers have to sell it for less than MSRP on like Craigslist later on. Make them eat those thousands of dollars. Or you could go buy one um, that somebody made out of cardboard. Right. Because <laughs> that made me smile. Uh, and while we're talking graphics cards, the site Gigabyte, for us PC people, probably familiar with that, confirmed for us the code names for the yet unreleased GE4, R- GE Force RTX 30 series of cards, uh, which we had to know it was just going to be the 3080 coming out of the series. So it seems we have some more in the series to come with some having an S next to its title. So we don't know what the S means Although speculation is super, kind of like the Titan series uh, that we've had on previous cards. So the next 3080 on the list appears to have 10 gigs more than just the release 3080, but doesn't appear to really have any more cores. So it'll be kind of up to you whether you want to wait about that. It sounds like the performance might essentially be about the same, but I don't know what you would be using the card for. So those extra gigs might really behoove you. So uh, just wait and see what comes in store when real humans get their hands on it. Um, Yeah. Yeah. That was our 3080 week. That was our 3080 week, man. Uh, Oculus Quest 2 got announced this week, too. I mean, it was kind of leaked a little bit ahead of time. And then, you know, we uh, we got an announcement. I know not everybody is into VR, and it's very niche. So just kind of briefly going through some of these. I know you like VR. I like yeah. VR. I don't do it as much as, you know, I used to. But uh, keeping an eye on the tech is interesting to me. Um 
Let's see. There was a slight leak about it, like I said, uh, but they finally showed it off. The PC-supported VR headset Rift S and the original Quest was announced to be discontinued. Mm-hmm. So they're only going to be focusing on the Quest 2. And yes, both of those uh, headsets I just mentioned did only come out about a year, year and a half ago. Um so the Quest 2 is the only VR headset they're going to focus on. Some reviews that I found um, seemed like it was a pretty split experience here uh, for those who got their hands on it earlier. There was some praising uh, for its better resolution, the fact that it was lighter, more structurally sound controllers. But there was also equal disappointment in the design of the strap. Uh, that there is only three settings for IPT adjustment. If you're unfamiliar, that's the interpupillary distance between your eyes, uh, the location of the speakers, and of course, just having to have a Facebook account for it to continue to be supported. So things that seem to have improved over its predecessor is the clarity of the screen. Mm-hmm. Yes, screen, not screens. They went with one this time. Uh but apparently the appearance of it inside the headset, you can't tell the difference. And I did watch some videos and the screen door effect does look pretty slim to none at this point. So I can give it praise for that. That's always been the one thing that I've said, if they could just get rid of that altogether, mm-hmm. VR would start to really open up and it'd be amazing. So again, uh, the pros, those that I just mentioned, um, It's also got a much faster processor than its predecessor as it was built specifically for VR. Um, And if you have a gaming PC, just like the original Quest, you can plug it in for PC VR gameplay from other services like Steam. Although first reports are still iffy on that since the early copy seemed to not have included that functionality at the time of them reviewing it, along with the 90 hertz refresh rate that it promises it will have. So those are still yet to come. So we'll put those in the pro, assuming that's all going to fit together at launch. Um, the headset definitely is lighter, which could make for longer play more comfortable. Uh, the controllers address the issue with the sliding door the battery cover had, so it's not as easy to yank that and open that around. It also made the spring inside where the batteries connect much more stable. So faster games that you play like Pistol Whip or Beat Saber, you shouldn't have nearly the amount of disconnect issues. Someone, something I'm very familiar with happening, but I have the original <laughs> Rift. So I'm like, I guess, two generations behind now. But my God, that disconnect on fast play is just the most frustrating thing you ever have to deal with. <laughs> um, but I don't know if this is a pro or a con, but you can decide. Uh, there are less sensors on the controllers, which one reviewer swore they could tell a difference in fast-paced games, but some said they didn't notice a difference at all in the tracking. So take that for what you will. I guess that's going to be one that you're going to have to get your hands on and decide for yourself. Uh, but some of the cons, Facebook, I'm not going to say any more than that big con right there uh the new strap is extremely cheap so some speculate that to try to hit that nice 299 price point for the 64 gig version some concessions had to be made um but the reports of how uncomfortable it is seem like that in and of itself would take away from you wanting to play for a long time the strap looks like it kind of hits your ear it Mm -hmm. there's no give So if you remember how some of them will have just that little bit of elasticity, so you could pull it on like a ball cap or however, that's not there. It's 100% tightening a strap on the top of your head and around the side. And it's like lefty, tighty, righty, loosey. So I would be confused the whole time. But of course, they're willing to sell you um, a pro head strap if you'd like. Uh, The IPD adjustment might leave you behind too, especially if you're someone on the extreme ends. I'm one on the very extreme close end, so this could be an issue for someone like me. 
Uh, but they have only three settings instead of just the slider option underneath for you to slide it around until things look clear for you. Um, so hopefully you fit in one of three sizes. One person said their extreme end and it caused a lot of uncomfortability. Another person said it actually wasn't that bad. So again, this just sounds like from person to person. Mm -hmm. uh, I personally don't understand why you wouldn't just put in the slider. But um, the battery life is only two hours, though, as opposed to four. Which also is kind of funny that the battery life on the controllers are much longer. And they're not compatible with any other headset. So... Okay, thanks for making the battery life of my controllers longer, but my headset's not going to last that long. Uh, yeah, so I, I I feel like if you've never done VR, this is a great price point. It does seem to work really well, and it does seem like they've got the hand tracking pretty well instituted as well. So if you didn't even really want to use the controllers, that they've got that going. Um, so it's, there you go. That's the information. There's plenty of really good videos that some really good reviewers have already gone through. Mm -hmm. Um, so if you're really interested, I just know for me, no, there's too many, uh, too many of the cons are much bigger deal to me than all of the pros. So I'm just going to keep hanging on to mine until I guess I just get cut off from it. Cause I refuse to start another Facebook account to keep it. So apparently I've got a couple of years and then by then it may not work anymore anyway. So I'd be looking for a new set, but it, it won't be with them. Moving on. Okay. Rayman creator, Michael Ansel decided this week he was leaving video games. Um, Probably not the last time we'll hear this little bit of news this year, but uh, he's leaving the video games industry at an interesting time, considering he was, still is, involved in a couple of the projects at the time that he was announcing this, um, Beyond Good and Evil 2, mm -hmm. being the big one that that people were having questions on whether what's going to happen with that game. Um, he just decided he'd like to move on to the next chapter of his life. There was nothing really crazy or you know, any any bad news that came along with this? Uh, apparently wildlife, to be exact. He stated, my next project takes place in the real world and consists in a wildlife open sanctuary dedicated to education, nature lovers, and wild animals. So that's all there was to report at the time of this. So um, they have come out and said that, uh, that they are very committed to Beyond Good and Evil 2 and the vision that he was so passionate to see and everything like that. So they promised to keep on that path. And now we just have to wait. I mean, we've been waiting for this game for I, so long. I've I keep gotten to forgetting the point, about it now at this point. Yeah, I, I've gotten to a point now where I'm not even expecting it because yeah. every time we turn around, they're like, ah, new footage from this game is like, great, where is it? Right, ah, like what's don't happening? Know. Don't know. But here's some footage. Right. By then, it may not. We might have to update the graphics. They're already going to have to do a remaster. <laughs> well, think about it. They've they've already changed it twice. Oh, I mean, true. there was there was one announcement, and we're like, oh, okay, what is this? And then it just kind of faded away into obscurity. And then finally, they were like, uh, here's something new, and we're like, oh, great, great, what is that? And who knows? So, yeah, I I feel like that's just going to be the story of our life from here on out. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> with games anymore which is another reason why i say don't announce these damn things until you know you're within about a six to eight month window of launch i mean right. and like reasonably in that window not a crunch window but like reasonably get the game out that window mm -hmm. uh facebook gaming now allows partnered streamers to play copywritten music which if you've been around 
streamers, live content, YouTubers at all, this has been kind of a thorn in the side, um, especially since a lot of DMCA strikes have been getting handed out to live content creators now, whereas before they kind of got away with it, probably these big music companies weren't completely aware of mm-hmm. the live content and about all that, but they're hip to it now. Uh, so this has been something plaguing content creators, both live and recorded for a while now. Um, if you're on YouTube, you're like, so what? Big deal. This has been our life forever. But uh, somehow Facebook has figured out a way to get licensings for songs played in the background of your stream. As long as the music is background and not the center of the show. So even in clips, you'll be fine to play it. So so long as you're continuing to chat, talk, do your things, all this kind of stuff, as long as it's in the background, that's fine. Uh, But this does not extend to separately edited and uploaded VOD content. So if you're the type of person who takes your VODs down, cuts them up your own way, and then re-uploads it, Facebook says it cannot protect you against that. But VODs that are saved and clips that are made through Facebook and your live content should be fine. Is what they're saying. But side mm-hmm. note, this isn't every song. So, But they do go on to say you will be notified with a pop-up saying that the track you are using is not licensed, which gives the streamer, I guess, the time to decide whether they want to keep playing that song or not. Uh, but no one seems to be entirely certain how it works just yet, as this was just announced. Uh, but it'll be rolled out to streamers who are partnered first and then to other streamers over time. And I have no idea how their partnership program works. So, Okay. That's all I know. I was just impressed that they're starting to figure out the the music thing first. Although Twitch did mention that they were in the works with something with their Amazon music. So it, it might be coming sooner than you think here. Good. Um, and speaking of Twitch, outrage about mid-roll ads. Uh, yeah. What? Woof. Uh, Woof. Why would you that? was that? a tough one to weather for a little bit. That was a tough one to, like, I had to get off Twitter basically this whole week. It was just nothing but a, a bunch of poop shows one after the other like uh but of course they lost their minds with the announcement of mid-roll ads for their live content uh twitch announced it was going to start showing mid-roll ads especially on channels that don't run their own aka pretty much every streamer as we all clearly know the necessity of the platform making money like i get that the call to interrupt live content wasn't the correct one and, and as soon as it came it went Twitch is already back down, and supposedly they are already not showing mid-roll ads. If I may. <sighs> Please. If I may. Just, and I'm going to play devil's advocate for a moment. There are times that streamers take a break. Yep. So why not allow them the option that when they go to break to kick in the mid-roll ads, and then they can run however long they're on break, and they then when can. they come back, they shut them off. That's the thing. They do have control over that already. If you're an affiliate or a partner on your Dash screen, you have the ability to roll an ad whenever you want. And it even has a counter up at the top because there's also pre-roll ads. So if you mm-hmm. just got into a new stream that you're not subscribed to or you don't have Twitch Turbo, which is the equivalent of you know just subscribing to Twitch and it'll take away the ads for you. Um, you have the ability to run an ad and it'll even have a counter at the top how long to your next pre-roll ad. So the way that the 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 tweet was worded that they would see the mid-rolls if they had not shown an ad or had seen an ad recently. 
So it was kind of worded in a way to, <laughs> I feel like they tried to force streamers to roll their own ads. And then mm. when they saw streamers just weren't doing it, they probably came up with this to try to insist on streamers rolling ads. Um, and then when they saw people, even the largest of streamers just weren't wanting to run ads because it's live content. It's a weird, Yeah, I've been trying to think about this because I've been watching back and forth a lot of the arguments for it, against it. I mean, no one really argued for it, but those that understood why it was getting implemented versus the myriad of people who were just outraged. I don't think they 100% read the tweet. Yeah, fair enough. (laughs) Which I feel like is the biggest problem with most things on social media is people just do not read the whole thing. They take the part that angers them and run with it before they even look into it. But if you were the type who was already running regular ads, as you just mentioned, on your breaks, Mm -hmm. they wouldn't be seeing them. But the problem with, and this is, I think, the problem with Twitch being the biggest platform of its kind to kind of be the one to spearhead. So every way they try to figure out some new thing, (laughs) they got no one else to look at as an example of what worked and what didn't, right? We've got YouTube, but that's pre-recorded. So the content gets paused while you're being showed an ad, right? right? Whereas in live content, it's still moving, whether you're getting to hear or see it at all. I still feel like if they they need to, because I understand Twitch needs to make money. I know everyone thinks they've got just Amazon money coming out everywhere, but it's still its own thing, right? Like it has to be in the black at some point, and a lot of the times it doesn't. Um, and I'll leave you to go search all of that because I didn't off the top of my head memorize all those numbers, but I did look into it, and it's not like Twitch in and of itself is just throwing dollar bills, y'all. You know, like mm-hmm. it's whatever. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> So I, I'm more in favor of a smaller one, maybe something that starts off bigger and draws itself uh, to the, the corner of the screen so that people can still be engaged and see the live content. And in theory, you're still getting that eyeball because you've still interrupted enough to catch your eye and bring it down and, and finish whatever the ad is. Or I, I don't know. I don't know what you do. But um, they've got to figure something else out. It's just not going to work like it does on YouTube because it's live. Mm-hmm. It's the only thing. So hopefully they get it figured out, but whew, it was not good. <laughs> it was not good. The outrage was clearly real. And also I would recommend watching Devin Nash on YouTube or even on Twitch. Just he doesn't know I exist. I always just lurk at his stuff because he's he's too large for me to engage in there. But he's got a good sense from the business side of things. So whether you agree with it or not, he's at least going to explain it to you in a way where it's like, well, your feelings don't matter here. This is business. And let me tell you why this decision needed to happen or why it was made. And then you can decide from there whether you still like it or not. But at least it gives you a better understanding of why some of these decisions are getting made. Mm -hmm. And for all of us to quit thinking we're entitled to something just because we're on a platform that none of us pays for to use. Just putting that out there, too. (laughs) Yep, yep. Um, So... People also reported this week getting emails from Twitch uh, to remind them about September, which was nice. But also, um, you know, if you sub to Ninja this month, you get 30% off and all of the perks that comes with his sub and how purple and blue never looked so good together. So, Uh. you know, some people were a little upset, like, why are we just advertising Ninja again? Um, Because they pulled this before. Oh I don't God. I don't even care anymore, whatever. So if you got that email, now you know the perks to subbing the Ninja's channel. Um, and another blink before you miss it moment with Twitch. I'm Jesus telling Christ. you. 
They stepped in it so much this whole year. Uh, they tried to roll out some Latin pride emotes. Okay. Was like, I guess there there is a week or the month or that celebrates Latin uh, Latin pride, but uh, they kind of messed up making their emotes highly stereotypical and racist. Oh, and um, the emotes showed by the people of color in a sombrero or with maracas or, you know, like the little mandolin, I believe is what they call that guitar. So these, <laughs> these people... I don't even know if I should laugh or cry. I just... Look, if you're going to appropriate emotes... For pride of Latino, black, gay, transgender, whatever. How about you hire someone who is one of those things instead of what we know is probably a white person who doesn't know anything but the stereotypes. And this is like the third time they've done something almost exactly like this over the last several months. I mean, how hard would it be to just... Even if it's temporary, even if it's temporary, say, bring in someone who freelancer. knows the culture. Freelancer. Pay a freelancer. Yeah, something. Yeah. And and you ask them what would work for this celebration, then get it right. Mm-hmm. But damn. Damn, Twitch. I know. It just, it. I don't, ugh, I, I, there are no words anymore. And of course, as one would expect, under the tweet was a ton of people going, so are you actually going to hire anybody? Because you seem to be having these apology tours and mishaps far too often anymore. And I agree. Yeah. It seems like once a month. I, I, I even remember during, um, you know, LGBTQ plus month when they were like, uh, gamer, the gay is also for gamer. I don't remember how they phrased it. And then they did the whole video on that. It was just like, I, you know. You I, know in that pitch meeting for that Latino Pride Month that someone says, hey, I got it. An emote, Speedy Gonzalez. Boom. Oh, you my God. I'm happened. almost surprised they didn't go with it. I'm sure. I mean, it's just, it's so out there that since they've accepted whatever this was, but they're gone already. So those emotes, Mm. I don't even know if they made it to the site per se. Like I remember seeing the tweet with the picture of the emotes and then within about an hour it was like, oh, sorry, we'll do better, supposedly. Yeah. Anyway, moving on from Twitch finally. So that was their week. The USA is now investigating Activision, Riot, and a few others that are owned by Tencent now. So TikTok had its day. Looks like they're just going to go full on into um, Tencent investments. Uh, So as we know, Tencent is invested in a lot of our video games. Um, Mm -hmm. So the Committee of Foreign Investments sent letters to gaming companies about data security. So it looks like it's still along the the same lines as what we've seen with uh, TikTok and WeChat. probably heightened because of all of this that's been going on as well, I would think. But we're all aware of just the relations between U.S. and China at this point in time. So the Trump administration has asked gaming companies to provide info about their data security protocols involving Chinese technology, Tencent Holdings Limited. From people in the know, apparently this is off of a Bloomberg report. They tend to do fairly well. So, so far, it seems like a wider blanket just kind of being cast on the Chinese company and data use. Um, 
as I mentioned, we've seen it with WeChat and TikTok, uh, which now we know TikTok is not being banned for the time being due to Walmart and Oracle uh, promising to purchase in, at least at the time of this recording, which could have changed while we were recording. Um, But this uh, could mean that Tencent's U.S. gaming investments, which includes Riot Games, Epic Games, and Activision Blizzard, may be at risk of forced divestment in a similar TikTok fashion. Uh, Bloomberg estimated that $0.10 U.S. assets could be worth $22 billion and account for 6 to 7% of its sales and profits. So now we just have to wait and see what comes out of that or if there is an American side company that they're going to try to cut a deal with, kind of the same way we've seen with that. So that's all I know right now. I actually just saw that report this morning. So... Now it's a waiting game to see what happens. Hmm. Um, And the last bit of news, and I didn't even want to bring it up, but then something new kind of happened along with it because it's the Stam Epic versus Apple BS that I just didn't even want to report on anymore. But (laughs) there's like more lawsuits happening, like way more than I can even keep track of anymore with the way they keep going back and forth. So now it sounds like Apple's going after Unreal Engine again, even though the court said they couldn't. And Apple says it wants to close all of Epic's accounts in part to prevent what it calls a shell game of apps being transferred from one dev account to another. Also going on to say that it views Epic's Unreal Engine as a potential threat that, and I quote, poses a second potential Trojan horse that would enable Epic to carry through on its threats to undermine the App Store and insert further unauthorized features. They're citing security concerns, which sounds like they just don't trust Epic at all anymore. And I mean, I can't really blame them from their point of view. Um, They're kind of treating Unreal Engine like a malware is what it sounds like. And which with how Epic has gone about this, I guess I could understand not trusting Epic. I still feel for the smaller developers though, because the ones using this engine still ultimately are going to be the ones to be punished the harshest here. And that literally has nothing to do with this spat. So I I don't even know what's going to happen with this anymore because it's gotten so out of hand. Mm -hmm. And now obviously Apple is being retaliatory. They're probably just sick of the thorn in their sign at this point in their side at this point. And just like judge, they harm themselves. We're not the only way people can play Epic Games. We just want to get rid of these people and be done and wash our hands. Whether it's done in the right way or not, that's up to you. But it's it's just sounding like Apple's like, look, we're done with this nonsense. Yeah. Um, and in regards to whether they actually have the monopoly over everything, I have no idea. They're, they're working for their own platform, so it's kind of its own thing. But just do keep in mind that while we think 30% is high – that is the industry standard and not just gaming industry. You know what I mean? Like, sure. that's one thing that I had to think about because Microsoft is on the side of Epic, right? Like they agreed that, you know, that it was too much and that an agreement with why Epic initially first sued. But mm-hmm. to my understanding, Microsoft also on its own website and its own store I'm expecting them to only take 12% from here on out is all I'm going to say. Okay. You're on their side. You're also doing the industry standard of 30%. You best drop it. Yeah. Because, I mean, even if you go to Best Buy or Walmart or any of that stuff, 
they're getting a cut that's usually right around 30%. So it's not like Apple in and of itself decided I'm going for 30%. Like you can just look at retail and everything in general. Now, whether that should change and maybe that is in fact what Epic is trying to do. And if they're successful in that, then great. But I just think it's very weird that Apple became the hill to die on for this cause. And maybe it's just because they're such a big, huge company and that would make a huge dent in the industry practice. I don't know. I don't know. But all of you that are on Epic side, I expect you to expect you to start dropping that 12% is all I'm saying. Keep yourself honest. Let's move on to some quickets. (laughs) We got a few. Uh, Let's see. Nintendo discontinued the 3DS. They did. I guess it was time, though. I mean, you got the Switch. Why do you need a 3DS? It's true. So rest in peace, 3DS. I've heard. I never played it myself. I've heard good things. There were Um, good games. Yeah. Especially since it seemed like it was going to be a huge flop at first, according to a lot of it, and then just like over time. Uh, So if you've got it, hold on to it, dear, or sell it. I don't know you. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Cuphead toys. You can get at Arby's now if you buy a kid's meal. Yeah. I didn't really see Cuphead as a kid's game, but okay. (laughs) I don't know, man. I just saw Arby's tweeting out their commercial. So for a limited time, you can bring the fam to Arby's and enjoy all new Cuphead toys with the purchase of a kid's meal. So that is a thing. There you go. Okay. We're going back to the 80s, I guess. I guess. I mean, did they stop giving out kids' toys? I can't remember the last time I've seen a kids' meal, so well, I really don't know. I was, I was, I mean, look, I know, I know that Cuphead isn't necessarily an R-rated game or anything. Mm. Like, I don't mean that, but there are some kind of adult themes in the game that wouldn't necessarily lend it to being a kids' game per se. So, I'm kind of leaning toward that idea that we used to sell R-rated toys to kids, like. Alien toys, Terminator toys, Robocop toys. And it's like, no, wait a minute. These were R-rated movies with a lot of gore, sex, and violence. What? Right. Well, it was that fine line of probably just enough adult humor for the adults to be entertained because they know that they're being drug along to these kids' movies, Mm -hmm. but still kid-friendly enough and, like, over their head enough that the kid wouldn't catch on. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, again, I know (laughs) Cuphead is not those things, but I, I never saw it completely as a kid's game in fact i would love to see the kid at seven years old beat the hell out of that game you know what kids these days though you might eat those words i mean i'm not saying they were born in it i know and i'm not saying (laughs) they couldn't do it i just i want to see it no okay (laughs) i want to see it it's like i just want to see it happen yeah Uh, Let's see. Bandai Namco bought Reflector Entertainment, uh, the developer of the upcoming game Unknown 9 Awakening. If any of us kind of remember a little bit of that game, it looks like it might be fun. Uh, But the Reflector Entertainment was still pretty new, only has about 120 staff from about different AAA devs that have come together located in Montreal. So apparently the plans for Unknown 9 just has franchise written all over it. And I guess Bondi wanted in on that and they, they got through it. So, but part of the deal though is that they did have to change the studio lead. So Alexandre Amancio, I think I got that one. You got that, yeah. Who is the co-founder and current CEO of the company who recently worked on Assassin's Creed Unity and Revelations will now be chief creative officer. So okay. Unknown 9 is due out to be supposedly 2021 for PCP, uh, PlayStation, and Xbox. No Switch right now, so we'll see. 
I mean, if any companies want to franchise a uh, potential franchise, Superman Crossbow Turtle, uh, <laughs> right? There's franchise well, so, written all over it. Right. I think I read somewhere too where they were planning on like comic books and like just all sorts of stuff for this. Superman Crossbow right? Turtle. The same. Hey, Bandai, what's up? What's mm-hmm. up? Uh, Unity Software, maker of the Unity engine, went public in trading. Saw okay. a 31% increase, actually. So That's nice. I wish I'd have known about that and done some insider trading. I don't right. do that. I'm just saying. No. It would have been I nice. don't even know these things. I don't even know how to get involved. I'm one of those schlubs. <laughs> uh, we got some info, finally, on the specs required to play Cyberpunk on okay. PC. Uh, so for the minimum... Probably your normal fare, 64-bit Windows 10, DirectX 12, at least an Intel i5-3570K or AMD FX8310. You want 8 gigs of memory, an NVIDIA GTX 780, 3 gig, or an AMD Radeon RX 470 with 70 gigs of hard drive space, but recommended a solid-state hard drive, obviously, probably for those load screens and everything to load in a lot faster. Um, But if you want to run it on all of its Macs, you're going to need 64-bit Windows 10, of course, DirectX 12, at least an Intel i7-4790 or a Ryzen 3, 12 gigs of memory, an NVIDIA GTX 1060, which shouldn't be that ridiculous for people to have at this point, um, the 1066 gig, or an AMD Radeon R9 Fury, and again, 70 gigs of solid-state hard drive space. So it's not too ridiculous actually on the specs i mean I for hardcore I pc that. gamers i think i've got all the things that you said i think you do too actually i think mm. you got a little bit higher on the uh the the card the yeah. graphics card but I, I don't remember what the inside was but i think you do I, I, yeah i'd have to look into the nvidia i know it's a good but i couldn't tell you what it the specs right. are on it. I I haven't looked. I, I know you said it to me, and I I've forgotten. Yeah. But yeah, you probably could, cause heck, I can. Hmm. Pretty sure. Yeah, I think it's an i7. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> it just seems like a good deal of PC gamers probably will be able to get away with playing it fairly well. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're a hardcore PC gamer, you've probably already got specs way bigger than that. Uh, file sizes for Spider-Man. Miles Morales will need you to have 50 gigs free. Which actually, in today's day and age, it doesn't sound that bad anymore. Unless you get the Ultimate Edition with all the goodies announced, including a remaster of the 2018 Spider-Man. You need 105 gigs free, so start deleting now. Well, I guess I'm not getting that one. (laughs) Because I've already got that, so I'll just just get the base game. But... Do you have anything else to say on that? Because I, I did want to mention one other On Spider-Man, about... no. That was all I had for the quicket. Yeah. Well, there was one thing I noticed that they had mentioned uh, new outfits. Like, I guess they announced one. And uh, big surprise, it's white. <laughs> like an all-white suit? No, it's it's like oh! taking, taking the black part of it and turning it white. Oh man. Yeah. I was just like, oh, okay. But... <laughs> No, I'm I'm just I'm messing with him. But right, just like saying, of course you did. Of course, of course you did. You did. <laughs> had to have a white Spider-Man, right? Because we've never had that before. No. Anyway, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I I'm actually curious to see uh, what they come up with because, to my knowledge, Miles Morales does not have a wide roster of alternate costumes like Peter Parker does. Peter Parker's been around since the '60s. So right. obviously everyone's come up with, you know, various costumes. Kind of would give you some freedom to maybe 
yeah, that's kind of what own, I was thinking I too. Think. Hmm. Because they did kind of do that with the first game. They were like, I'm guessing here, three? Three costumes that were specially made for the game that were never in any other... Uh, they weren't in the comics. They weren't in movies. They weren't in anything. They were just specially designed for the game. Mm-hmm. So I would like to see what they come up with to give Miles alternate versions. And I don't want to see... Miles' versions of what they did with Peter's costumes. I want to see a, a wide, interesting array of, of alternate costumes. I don't expect him to have like a big closet like Peter did, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just I'm curious to see what they come up with. I'm yeah. hoping there are some good ones in there. And I I have to say that that and I, I have nothing against Spider Man. I I've just never gravitated towards you know that for any particular yeah. reason. No, I understand. Um, but watching the trailer, like, again, I still don't feel like I would play it. But, wow, it did look like a lot of fun. And I'm hoping that that was really showing us what the gameplay would be like because of the seamless, what appeared to be a cutscene, And then all of a sudden you would see the button mm-hmm. quick time event pop up. So that's has to be gameplay. Yeah. And, and, and- that went so well. I really, truly hope that's how it plays when you get it in your hands. Probably on PS5, uh, PS4, you might have more, more loading, of course, but. Sure. Yeah, it looked, it was, it looked phenomenal. Like I was watching going, oh my God, I can't wait to play this because even the fight sequences, Mm -hmm. even though they felt familiar from the original, from like the first game, they added all these elements that incorporated Miles and his mm-hmm. abilities, because even though he is Spider-Man, he has abilities that Peter doesn't have. So that was always kind of my question when they announced is like, how are you going to incorporate his abilities into the game versus what Peter does? Because I don't want just the same right. Spider-Man. We need... We need it to be unique. Yeah, yeah, we need him to be him, and Peter can be Peter. So you have two different gameplay experiences. and. Mm. Watching him fight, oh my god! It was just like mm. they're utilizing everything—the the invisibility, his venom blast—and he's just, oh god! It was so amazing. I loved it. It really did look cool. It really mm-hmm. did look cool, and I think that uh, that was pretty strong to be one of the first ones to be shown off there. So it was a pretty good showcase. I yeah. I, I, I still wish I always wish to see something brand new, mm-hmm. and not being a Final Fantasy fan, that I was like, okay. Um, God of War, though, when mm. that popped up. Yeah, of course it left you wanting more. Ragnarok. Yeah. I can't do the voice, but... Uh, yeah, th- those were probably the only two where I went, oh, yeah, this mm-hmm. is great, you know? Um, and the last quicket I have of uh, Fortnite Save the World mode, which I didn't know people were still playing, if I'm being honest with you, um, for Mac, obviously, will be unavailable for you next week. Or this week, I guess I should say. So the cooperative tower defense mode, uh, not the free BR version, although I think you're not getting updated on that anymore either. So you're stuck in the past. Uh, but if you purchased it during this last year, they are saying you will get a refund. Okay. So I guess people are either going to switch from Mac for their gaming stuff or they're just not going to have Fortnite on their Apple stuff. Eh. Eh. I, I, mean, I, I don't it's just it's so ridiculous at this point i just but hey <sighs> give it to sony for that for that trailer 
Fortnite on PS5, right? Right. Huh? huh? I've seen so many like little commercials now for Android phones showing off Fortnite-esque games or whatever. They're all trying to... They're banking I mean, right now. Think about it. It's just like, so our competitor is has removed Fortnite? Advertise. Right? Guess what you phone? can do on our phone. Look at, look at there. Look at what you can do. It's such a double-edged thing. You know, like, I like Android, but it's definitely superior in a lot of ways to Apple. I mean, it just mm-hmm. is. And so, <laughs> um, oh, I don't even know. I'm shaking my head this week. I was shaking my head. Um, but believe it or not, we got through that faster than I thought. I thought yeah. we would chit-chat in a lot of the news. But I'm not saying that this was a quick time from, no, no, from no. start to here. But I know this headliner is going to take us a minute because, my God, you made it hard this week. I know, right? But before we jump into that, yes, I had a truth for trash for you. I was, oh. I was hoping to, I wanted to see if you had it because this came across my eyes very late last night. Oh, okay. So I was like, maybe Ooh, let's she's hear got it. it already. So I just no, wanted to see. I don't like a lot of rumors lately haven't been. This one was a good Exciting one. enough to me or that either of us would have cared about. But maybe you came across something I didn't. So let's see here. Well, this this is a a rumor that poses some questions, but I'm also kind of excited about it in a okay. way, if it's true. And I'll explain why, but I also want to hear your take on it, too, because I know you're a fan just as I am. Oh, okay. Then I must not have seen this. Okay. Saints Row 5 will be a direct sequel to Saints Row the Third. Ooh. Ooh. You know what? Why not? Because, yeah. I mean, 4 was so much different, obviously. Mm-hmm. And they painted themselves into a Yeah, corner. they did. We need... I could continue that story. Yeah. At least wrap that one up. If mm-hmm. if nothing else, yeah, I'm gonna say yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm I'm okay with that because I started thinking about it. I was like, when they did go to four and the way it ended, I was like, what the fuck do you go from here? Right. I mean, what are you gonna do? So if you're gonna take it back and kind of rein it in just a little bit, and especially I, with their style, you could yeah. easily get away with it too. And you can make it's a joke all about it. Yeah. You could just throw in a little self-referential joke. It's like, didn't we? No, 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 no. I feel like we took way too long to get to here. Did we fall yeah. asleep? 2020, yeah. man. And then move on, you know? Yeah, I don't know. just move along. I feel like 2020 is an excuse for anything now. <laughs> right. So, yeah. I'm okay with that. If that's yeah. the truth, sure. Shoot. Let's do Go that. I'm going to have to write that one down so we don't forget to check later. Mm. I know we haven't had a lot of truth or trash this year because it seems like as soon as I find a good rumor, it gets confirmed or debunked everything moves so fast these days i'm like can you hold off till monday that'd be great that would be that'd be great you know but you're not listening to me so that's fine <laughs> but headliner but headliner yes this one was hard it was and i'll admit in the middle i finally just started slapping stuff in there because i just couldn't make up my mind i'll admit the first and my last felt very easy though okay now but everything I, in the middle i'll say for me, being very familiar with these tunes, mm-hmm. when it came to the top three is where I got, where it really got difficult because I was like, 
I just because I felt like maybe I was betraying who I was. Do I really like this one? Is it this one? Am like you I already had your favorite character. But I also had to break it down in a way that I was saying, okay, kind of the rules I put in place last time. Does it fit? Does it work? What what elements are are cohesive in trying to convey what they're doing, despite how great they are? Mm-hmm. What were they saying? What were they conveying? And and I feel like I, I did my due diligence and got it right for the sake for of us. doing it right. But I am curious. <laughs> it's all subjective, of course. Yeah, for us. How close did we get this week? Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm very curious. Okay, so mine's like I'm telling you, man. The middle was just like, oh my god, I got to pick something. Yeah. <laughs> now, but yeah, let's do it. Before starting things off, mm-hmm. I'm gonna apologize because okay. I was listening. To our episode last week, I, I do like to kind of go over and, and kind of review it just in case. Sure. You know, yeah. just in case uh, every now and again. And uh, I had an editing error. Uh, I had mentioned something about the iconic game start theme music. And mm-hmm. I said, and I put it in right here. And I didn't. Oh, so good job. it was just job. like, yeah, <laughs> blank space. And I was I just like, played it off like you guys didn't hear it. And yeah. I've been like, yeah, no, it was great. You guys didn't hear it. So... I apologize I didn't put it in there. However, however, I would also like to apologize for my profound ignorance and not pointing out that you have, in fact, heard this theme music. And if you listen to this podcast, you hear it every single week as it is the very theme that starts the fucking show. <laughs> like, why is that familiar? I heard it like an hour and a half ago. That's right. Yeah. And yeah. I apologize for also screaming because there was a... Yeah, parade of motorcycles. Jerk. Oh, it was a motorcycle. Yes. Going down my road, and I was trying nice to day, speak man. over them. So if yeah. you heard them, God, this just road. Like passionate me. about that music. Though. But I was I was also passionate because it was like, how did, why, huh? <sighs> it, it was there. It's there the it whole happens, time. You've yeah. heard it. It's part of our charm. It's it a feature. It is. You hear it every single week you're here. Mm-hmm. So. That's the, the, you know what I'm talking about. Anyway, it's there. You heard it. But with that out of the way, let's get into the focus. Yes. Of the music of Mega Man 2. Now, last week you heard me gush about this music, how excited I was to talk about it. Mm -hmm. And to say this without question, that this is one of the best video game soundtracks ever made. But why? That's fired. Okay, now what makes it stand apart from its predecessor? Mm-hmm. I truly believe the reason the music here stands above Mega Man 1 is because this game was a passion project. Okay, mm-hmm. being, and that might be surprising considering this is a franchise that's kind of blown up. Right. But I, I do want to give you a little history because it's amazing to think about that why would this one be the passion project and not the first one? Well, the first one, they were Capcom was looking for a game, something to sell. They had a pitch. They got it. Boom, done. And the game came out. It didn't sell very well. There were a lot of reasons that Mega Man didn't sell well. One, I would say stateside. If you've ever seen the cover art to that game, my God. Oh, yeah? It's it's horrible. In fact, I'm have to it, peek right now it does talking. not paint the correct picture of the character at all. So if you saw that, be like, what the hell is this? Luckily, I wasn't affected by it. I just found it amusing. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Why is his face like that? I don't know. Why does he have <laughs> yellow? Why does he have a gun? 
Why things? Yeah. It's just okay. It doesn't work. Nope. So, anyway, thumbs down. (laughs) Capcom wasn't eager to greenlight a sequel because you know it just it was like well it didn't really move anything so meh. But the original's game director Akira Kitamura. I know I'm saying again. Forgive all the name callings. Yeah, I'm gonna. I think you had come to expect that on this show now. Yeah, that's true. Uh, (laughs) He pleaded with several bosses at the company to at least give him the go ahead so he could work on it because he's like, I know we could do better. I know we could we could really make this happen. And they agreed, but under the condition he do it on his own time. So it's like, if you want it, you're going to have to do it, but you still got all these other projects you got to work on too. So if you can manage it in between, sure. But you know, that's, we're not going to dedicate all of our time and resources on it. So between him and his little dedicated team, they essentially worked 20 hour days working on the projects they had to work on and work on this on, you know, in the background and so, to me, this shows that it's a passion project that they really, really believed this could be so much better, and yeah. they could really make a step up from what they had done. And I feel like it paid off because mm-hmm. the game became the best-selling game of the series, yes. and is regarded as one of the greatest video games of all time today. Nice. So, it paid off. It we really have a did. franchise of Mega well, hopefully Man. Hopefully it paid off for them. Yeah, and you think about all the, the other series that came... I mean, if it wasn't... If that didn't work, we wouldn't have all the Mega Man we have now. Probably wouldn't even be talking about no, it. absolutely yeah. not. Now, one of the reasons I think, again, it's a big seller or a big hit or whatever, it's soundtrack, because mm-hmm. that's what we're talking about today. Now... I have seen tracks from this game covered by numerous video game cover bands that I feel like further cement how iconic these tracks are because everybody has covered them. I mean, you think video game uh, cover band where they just do the metal covers, whatever. I promise you these bands have covered one, if not all of these tracks at some point. And I won't say that they're all worthy of covering... Yeah, I'll just say that there are some that that lend itself to those covers more than others. Sure. Oh, yeah. Um, Only a few, again, I'm not knocking the covers. Only a Mm -hmm. few have really won my favor to the point to say, oh, my God, you did it so much better than uh, the video game. Because me personally, if I was going to listen to it, I'm going to go back to the source. I'm going to go back to the 8-bit chip tunes. They just work for me. But there are some bands. Uh, one I'm going to call out specifically. And if you can't find them, don't be surprised because I find that they're hard to find on any platform, which is a shame. They're mm. called the Neskimos. Yeah, no. They have mm. the best Airman cover ever. Mm. Like they mm. give it some embellishments. Oh my God. They just tell. Oh, it's beautiful. Beautiful. I'll yeah. share it with you because I do have okay. the track. Um, anyway, I, I digress. Now, while some of the team did return with Kitamura to create the sequel, the soundtrack found its way to Takashi Tata, Tate, Tatishi. There we go. <laughs> the most adorable look on your face yeah, each time. I, just I was just to... trying. Now, uh, he was credited within the game as Agretsu-kun. Nailed it. That sounds right. Uh, yep. Yeah. Now, it's unclear 
Uh, I, I didn't find any reasons as to why Manami Matsame didn't return. I think perhaps she was working on another project. You know, maybe she had another game. She was just... So, she she didn't come back to do the music, and that's fine. Mm -hmm. However, she did contribute eight bars to the Airman theme. So, there was a little co-collaboration on that one theme with... With the other person. Tatishi. Tatishi. Takashi. I'm just going to call him Takashi. It's the easier name. Um, oh, this is why other countries hate us. It's yeah, one, it is. It really reason. is. Really I want to learn. I know that we, there are very, we really should. There are very particular ways. Somebody has to have got it recorded how they're saying these names. So we've just got to practice. Yep. Mm, we really do. Anyway, in regards to Takashi, his work on the music seems surprisingly slim from what I found, or not this music, but in music in general. Mm. Um, one may credit him as a fluke, a one-hit wonder, because I really couldn't find anything else he's done that was just like, oh my God, because mm -hmm. if you created such an iconic score, you'd think, well, he's got to have a library. Sure. He doesn't. He really yeah. doesn't. I mean, he had a few other games, but it's just like, oh, okay. And that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. It's just not not the passion, maybe. Yeah. It it was just amazing that I didn't find he had other work under yeah. him that was just as iconic. So very interesting. Anyway, but out of all these tunes, which is the best? Tough, tough, tough decisions. It really was. Yeah. Now I will say that removing because I'm gonna say this up top, and this this might I guess if we come back around to it, I guess I'm already playing my hand. It's fine. The doctor. Or you could say it at the end. Well, no, because this is this is for something we may do later on, but we'll, oh. we'll see. Okay. The Doctor Wiley stage music for this game is probably one of the most iconic and that, best tracks. That wasn't in there. That Did wasn't. I do the oh, okay. That wasn't because yeah, remember, be bad. No, no, like no, that, no. and I do the wrong ones. No, no. no. <laughs> Because we removed those because we're trying to stay focused on the robot masters. Gotcha. So okay. without that in there, that kind of helped remove a little bit of that, that bias and pressure because you hear it and it's just, you're there, you know, you yeah. just want to go. So in saying that, playing my hand, if we were to review all the Dr. Wiley tunes, you already know which one's going to be number one <laughs> out of all of them. I can mm. promise you that right now. Yeah. I mean, there are some other good ones that are okay. Like the next one, part three, it's pretty good, but it's not this one. It's not part sure. two. That that one was solid. So mm -hmm. anyway, you'll know that if we come back around to it. I don't know if we will. But right now, let's let's talk about these music tracks. Mm -hmm. we'll, we'll approach this kind of like we did last week. I'll name my from, from the last, bottom down. Right? Yeah. Straight up. And okay. I guess you see if you agree and then we'll kind mm -hmm. of transition to where you are and we'll Cuz I did do it, it the like same we, way this time yeah. where I sat there and listened to the song first mm -hmm. before I went back. Yeah. So, my number 8 choice in this group has to be Quick Man because I don't feel like it is anything unique or it stands out in any way. It does have kind of an intensity to it that feels like there's a bit of urgency, but not in the way that you would expect for for this level. I tried to give you a visual aid that kind of gave you an idea. Did you see where the lines 
were kind of coming like at the top as mm-hmm. everything was kind of moving along. It's instant death. Okay. Oh. You have There's to. There's no move. falling. Yeah. Yeah. You have to go because as soon as you cross it, it comes at you. So you cannot stop for two seconds. Mm-hmm. If you make one wrong move, you are dead, and you got to restart. And it's the most frustrating level. <laughs> And maybe (laughs) that might be part of the bias, but I tried to remove Mm -hmm. that. It's just, it's so intense. And I feel like the song should have really reflected that intensity. Like, you are going to die. Like, if you make a mistake, you are going to die. Because that's what happens. Mm -hmm. And I don't think, like, this does that. But um, some of the electric beeps that you kind of hear, I feel like Mm -hmm. that would have been, like... Ideal for someone like a Lechman and the, the right. first because it's like these little beep, 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 beep. Mm-hmm. you hear them right now. They're playing. Hopefully, I didn't forget <laughs> to put these in. <laughs> Next week we'll apologize. <laughs> but it adds a little depth to it. But again, I I just don't feel like it does the the level justice like it should. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. So that's my take. So where do you All have right. Quick Man on your list? Where do, you want me to say where I have Quick yeah, Man? Yeah. Where my do list you first? have Quick Man? This is going to be very interesting. Okay. Because it's my number one. Really? And uh, from my perspective, so when I was just listening to the music, okay. before I had looked at the graphic, right, it already gave me that sense of needing to climb, mm. not going left to right. Like, I, I felt like this would be one of those levels where we're going up and up and up. It really gave me those feels. Light, energetic, like I could almost hear what I needed to continue moving up, right? And you got rewarded with where I would imagine it became faster pace. Probably yeah. like where you were saying in that little part right there. But with a name like Quick, I did get a sense of what the lightness, right? If that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was excited to see when I looked at the graphic that it was nailed, So that's why it got my number one, because out of all of the songs, it absolutely screamed to me that it was one of those levels where climbing was the goal instead of side to side. And I had already gotten a feel for how the level was going to play. And then when I went to look at the graphic and saw how perfectly it hit for me, that's I feel like out of all of them, when I was listening to it first to seeing how it was implemented, nailed it the most in that regard. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So that's like a complete That's flip. a complete difference. Yeah. So. But it was just from what the sense that all the notes that I took after listening to it and then going back and looking at the graphic, it was the only one where I was like, damn, I may as well have just looked at the graphic at the same time. Yeah. But okay. again, I haven't played these things. So this is coming right. from a point of a person who's never played the game and just trying to get a sense of the music for uh, the, the style of level and the hero that you're playing yeah. in it. Mm-hmm. But think about it. I this. got the quick feel. Yeah, but this is this is what's fascinating about this whole process, how we're approaching it, because I'm here, I'm someone who knows it, and again, I admit, there might be bias here because I hate that level. Right? But, After you said that, I was like, oof, yeah. yeah because <laughs> I don't, you know, it's just one of those that if I can get through that level first and just be done with that, I'd rather do that because I just don't like being there. I don't like doing that level. So mm-hmm. I could have this inherent, and that was one of my concerns, is I would have an inherent bias to these to these characters and these levels and these tunes. So that's where you come in and you balance out. So that is 
Ah, that's so perfect that we've completely <laughs> flip-flopped. It is interesting. Yeah, okay. when you said that was your last, I was like, ooh, wow, this okay. is a This, this is, is going to be, yeah. I'm, this I'm, will be an interesting one today. Now I'm really eager to see where we wind up. Okay, so your eight is my number one. I'm, I'm writing these down, too, so I can keep track. Yeah, I should put it down here, too. Okay, so my number seven is Flashman. Yeah, it does have like a cold canaveras element to it that kind of complements all of the blue because it is such a blue ass level, like mm -hmm. layers and layers of blue and only running into an enemy. Do you actually get to see some new color? <laughs> um, it's not depressing per se, but there's an element of blues within the tune that I kind of mm -hmm. helps kind of work with it a little bit. Yeah. Um, even as you play the level, it kind of has an iciness to it, like you slide a little bit. Yeah. It's not really evident outside of the blue when you're looking at the level, but I, I feel like it's kind of an added element to kind of give you that sense of cold, you know, mm -hmm. element to, to the level. So, um, it's not, I don't dislike this tune. Uh, it's probably one of the first that I'll, kind of like what I said about Cutman. The, the first tune that I usually hear in these games because I, he's like one of the first characters I go to when I play the game. Um, but based on everything that I was kind of laying out, he just wound up at number seven. And that was which one again? It was Crash Fla Man, right? Flash Man. Flash Man. Flash Man. So where, where does Flash <laughs> I gotta Man... like try to keep because like it's everything man. Yeah. So, so where does so Flash Man wind up for you? Flash Man was my eight. Okay. So, so we did pretty close. This one was harder for me to get a feel for some reason when I was just mm -hmm. listening to the music by itself, which is, I think, why I put it last. Maybe I had exhausted every which way I could describe these songs at this point. I don't know. But I got a, a just a normal sense of it being a platformer level. Mm -hmm. uh, not like a late level, maybe early beginnings of the game where you're still learning to play. Uh, but it was one of the few I listened to completely like a couple of times. Because like I just wasn't getting a sense of anything more different than... I guess what I would assume would be in other platformers of the same kind of play style. Mm -hmm. uh, I just didn't feel as compelled. Like it really nailed what I was seeing after I went back to look at the graphics. So not saying I didn't like the song, but it not sure it painted what I was expecting, what I was listening. Like I didn't get flash. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. so not a bad song, but listening to it first and seeing the level or the hero or however that it went along with didn't seem like it lined up as much or at all really for me so mm -hmm. and funny enough those two are the opposing uh characters within the game you used flashman to defeat quickman so it's funny they're kind of like you know anyway, yeah for so us they, they kind of hit seven. right there um yeah, I mean, it's an interesting little level, but I I mean, again, that's why he's at the bottom. It just doesn't it doesn't speak to that level in, in the right way, I guess. But mm -hmm. not a bad tune, just, eh, you know. Yeah. Doesn't really like say it, like, Yeah, so it seemed like we were on the same thing. And I was like, it was fine. Yeah, it was fine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my number six is Heat Man. Heat Man. Because this tune... Uh, starts off nicely with a nice intense hook that really sets the stage 
and the additional bars kind of build from there, which I feel like is really impressive for 8-bit. And that's it. That's the other thing to kind of keep in mind, too. The tunes, how well they, they find a way to make these songs work with the limitations they had. I think that's another thing that makes this this soundtrack so impressive is just how they get all these little notes and you hear them mm-hmm. and you can already kind of get a sense of what the instrument is they're using here. Mm-hmm. And and you can Or hear at least it. trying to mimic. Right, 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 right. So this is one of those kind of has a drum feel to it, you know, like you would kind of play around with that. Um, it fits with the level in a way uh, that some urgency is being conveyed, uh, timed urgency, if you will, with heat, mm-hmm. you know, lava. There's just, you don't want to be there. You got to get out as soon as you can. Uh, but overall, when we're kind of getting to some of the other tunes, is to me, it just, there are others that, that say it better. Mm-hmm. And um, I hated to put them at six, but those are the breaks <laughs> for me. Comes to breaks, baby. Mm-hmm. So where's Heat Man for you? Heat Man number two. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. This is interesting. I mean, hearing Heat, I don't know what I expected at first, uh, but I could see where the music Heat might have been an element. So mm. the, what I imagine is them recreating the drums, like you were kind of just mentioning in the bit sound, because I could believe this was uh, it kind of felt like it could be another contained boss level. Um, and then it went on to feel like it could be like a runner on rails kind of level. Mm-hmm. Uh, then looking at the pick, yeah, the underground feel, I guess, you yeah. know, was there. Um, but almost, I don't even know if I should say this next part now because it might give away something else. But almost kind of like how I thought Bubble Man yeah. would have looked mm-hmm. without the flames, of course, you know. Um and I'll explain that more when we get to the bubble man part. Okay. So I don't give too much away, but uh, yeah, I mean, I felt like it fit pretty well upon seeing it. So again, when I'm going with what's my first feeling to how the music made me feel would go on in the level to viewing it. It felt like it still worked really nicely. Yeah. Fair enough. You get it. And I might be getting a little swayed too by knowing the name of the hero beforehand. So like mm. I'm probably struggling to find that adjective yeah. or and whatever like about it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's the other part of it that I'm trying to disconnect from. And I don't know if I had done that completely, but I tried. Damn it, I tried. <laughs> it's hard to do. It's hard. Especially if you've already got other memories in place for, you know, these heroes. Yeah, this is uh, this is fascinating. <laughs> we could do a paper on this. Almost, right? All right. So, with that said, we did Heat Man. My number five. And from here on is where I felt like it got very, very difficult to nail this down and try to try to figure out, for me, what the best was. And I'm really interested to see where a lot of these fall for you. Mm-hmm. Especially mm-hmm. now. Like, in the center where I basically just put stuff somewhere, too. <laughs> Or just like I'm like I like them all about the same. Fine, this one. Mm. Okay, so yeah. my number five was Crash Man. Okay. Now I used to love this tune the most as a kid. I remember that. Like I wanted to play his level just so I could hear his music. But for whatever reason, as I've gotten older, I've grown more fond of other tunes in the game. But I still like this one. It's mm-hmm. catchy. It's bouncy. It's fun. Uh, you add that to the bright environment of the level. It's a solid track. It really is. Mm-hmm. But I feel like there are better tracks within the soundtrack. And 
this is a good one. This is, I feel like, for me, this was a nice midpoint track. Yeah. Because it's not the best, not the worst. It's It, it does what it's meant to do for that level, for that character. My opinion. Reasonable enough. Let's see, Crash Man was actually my number seven. Okay, okay. It's actually my number seven. Although this one was pretty funky. You know, like mm -hmm. a fun, perky, happy song. So I did dig it. Almost like a comedy break, yeah. if it were that kind of game. Mm -hmm. um, uh, maybe this level would have been more of like a leisurely break mm -hmm. from listening to it. Then looking at the pic, I could see, I mean, it fit with it pretty well. Yeah. Um, with the clouds in the background, what I assume is rockets or whatever weapon on yeah. his hands. Um, although I wouldn't say I got crash from it. Yeah, but his... again, I don't know particularly how his mechanics are implemented in gameplay. He unless it means something different in the well, game. Well, that that's the odd part about it because it really doesn't fit. His weapon is essentially like these. Um, I'm trying to think of what they they're bombs, but they shoot and they stick to the wall. So like when oh, you okay. shoot one, it's just like connects and then it just kind of blinks and then blows up. So it helps you oh, get through okay. certain areas. Because it can blow up these walls and you can kind of have a shortcut. But, yeah, Crash, it doesn't... I don't know where they got that. I think I guess, that's where the disconnect was for me, yeah. was that I really dug the tune. Mm -hmm. But it just didn't really seem to match up what I was seeing. Sure. Even a little bit. Mm -hmm. So, great song! Yeah, great song. I guess I would have to play the level to see if I feel differently while I am playing it. But it mm -hmm. didn't scream Crash Man or what I was seeing on screen at no. all. A screen at all. Yeah, it's, uh, again, great. Yeah. So, uh, wow, this is, I'm sorry. <laughs> I keep looking at the way this is already kind of laid out. And we've uh, gotten. kind of all over the place on so, this one. So, going up for me, I've already gotten your top two and your bottom two knocked yeah. out of the way. That is fascinating. Still, there goes another hot rod down the moon. It's so nice out, probably. Mm -hmm. they got to take advantage. Number four. Mm-hmm. And I, I felt like even when I got here, this was this one was these these last four for me were difficult, but I felt like this was a choice that was the easiest out of the four. Okay. When I'm sitting there thinking about it, I was like, yeah, I mean, because again, great, but mm -hmm. I, I didn't feel like it did what the others did. Uh, my number four was Metal Man. The tune did kind of have a uh, kind of an industrial feel in its composure. Uh, it has great hooks. It mm -hmm. keeps you energized the entire way through. I mean, I remember playing. That's one of my favorite levels to play because the tune, the layout, everything about it is great. But compared to what I consider my top three, it's the simpler tune out mm -hmm. of the four. So that's why it kind of dropped to number four because it doesn't do anything beyond being what it is and there are no complications to the tune no nice little tweaks and twists and i don't know it's a simpler tune than the other three for me excellent so metal man was mm. my number three number three see we're close on so many we're close on so some close. yeah I again I got more of like a boss fight feel of course mm -hmm. uh, but then I got a feeling of a flight level okay. where you would be dodging things in flight possibly shooting at things however it would play so when you hear metal man it didn't come to mind necessarily but then when I saw the picture 
that's where it fell a little bit more into place for me. Again, with the gears in the background, maybe to give that feeling of floating through your underground world. Mm. Maybe that's what they were going for with it. Um, so seeing the design and what looked like to be a little cape mm-hmm. on the character, that's when I felt like, oh, see, I did get kind of flight. Maybe with the cape. I don't know. So I, I made the decision that all of that was 100% on purpose and that I felt what I needed to feel. So it landed at my number three. Fair enough. Fair enough. I think the cape is what did it for me. Okay. I was like, cape, flight, got it. <laughs> I felt that. Sure. It works for me. Yeah. <laughs> I was, And that's, that's the other thing, too, that I wanted to do for all these visual aids is not only try to get you the best possible picture of all of the environment because with this one a lot of it it's almost like there were sections it would be like this one section is this one thing another section is another thing and then another section it would be kind of like the first section but tweaked ever so slightly so you'd have kind of these um what's the word i'm looking for? i don't know it doesn't matter you had v- variety to the level but still being within the level itself so I wanted gotcha. to make sure that I got that. Not only that, but I wanted to give you a sense of the enemy in a way that you kind of saw. the enemy type that you'd be doing. Yeah. yeah, because with him, I think I had him throwing a, a gear or something like so. that. So to me, that that was a message to me that conveyed that's what he does. He's throwing those gears. And then there mm-hmm. was another character uh, who kind of has this more look like a bear. And I wanted him to kind of have that kind of mm-hmm. thing to him so i'm hoping i did it did the characters justice when you looked at him and said oh yeah that i, I got it i see who right. they are um, i get a feel for what's going on here mm-hmm. yeah my number three mm-hmm. <sighs> this this was this one hurt a little bit because i <laughs> love this one so much and i was just talking about it earlier because i feel like this is the one that had the best cover airman Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't convey a sense of open air or sky for me, but it has a wonderful blend of tones, this menace, and then this wild guitar freestyle in the middle. And that's what, oh my God, that's what the Neskimos yeah. do so well because they take that tune and where it gets into that little freestyle bit, they mm-hmm. add to it. They They just enhance it and you just listen to it oh my god how did they make this tune better and they yeah. did like any other tune if you were to take those moments and try to embellish it a little bit you're like yeah, you're kind of ruining the the beauty of this but no they took it and they just ran with it and they made it so much better like it, mm. it allowed that freedom for that freestyle I guess uh, and it even kind of has this heroic landing toward the end of the tune uh, that, that really kind of I guess hits it just right but the fact that it does not convey the sky the open air the flight if you will like you were saying Mm -hmm. earlier i had to drop it i had to drop it gotcha (laughs) so where's airman Uh, for you probably for the reasons you just mentioned it landed on number six for me six uh the guitar riffs in this one though Solid. Mm. I definitely loved the tune, uh, but it just felt like a, another regular level to me, just the run-of-the-mill side-scroller. So I, I could get the moving through the flying air vibes, I think, a little bit. Not saying that that was bad, but nothing stuck out to me so much different from it 
from the ones that I had listened to. So after the pick, I could see the floating in the air on, and super colorful. Mm-hmm. And he's a little fan, which was kind of yeah. cute. Uh, but it fit, but... Yeah. Mm. I, uh, yeah. Like, I had to start kind of going like away from myself because then I would start how much I liked the song but I wanted to stick to my rules of what I felt initially and how well I thought it lined up with what I was seeing. Yeah. So it didn't really scream that much air to me but then when I saw the picture alright yeah like the song but True 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 I'm, I'm doing something real quick uh, people just, just hang on a second because I don't want to forget this I don't want to forget this uh and boom, there it is. Perfect. You're going to love that. Am I, just, I, now? I just sent am I you something, something, but don't listen to it now. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, am I supposed to be looking no, somewhere no, no, no. right now? No. Okay, so there's that. Right. Down to the last two for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm very, I mean, seeing what you have left, I'm curious. Yeah, I don't even remember now what I've gone over. Yeah. I, oh, now I think I know which two we haven't done yet. Mm. Yeah, okay. So it's a question of which one did I land on number one? It's true. Because... Should I, let's see. Let's see. For me, Woodman is number two. Okay. Now, this has one of the greatest starting hooks from all the other tunes to get you pumped because it's... And then, boom, it kicks in and then you're just going. It wants you to keep moving. It just gives you this this sense of go, 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 go. And it's energetic. It's pumped. Mm-hmm. And you just you just want to go. You're just ready. Yeah. But I don't get woodsy. I don't get nature. Yeah. I don't get this outdoorsy, earthy atmosphere. It's dropped it. But it's a good tune. It's so mm-hmm. good. Hard, hard to just dismiss it. Yeah, because it's solid, right? But I had, I had to play fair and and drop it because of the aesthetic of what it's sure. conveying, and it doesn't do that. But it is a good tune. Yeah. No, all of them were good. Yeah. All of them were good. Woodman actually came in at four for me. Okay. Uh, probably for. The, the reasons you just mentioned. I, I mean, the beat really gave me the, the feeling of chopping, at yeah. least. Let's put that there, you know. Um, uh, again, the name might be a little bit of a spoiler on how I'm doing this, but it was very upbeat, fast, gave you a feeling of just, like, continuous movement. Got to keep going, like you were mentioning, like, the sense mm-hmm. of urgency maybe a little. Uh, there isn't a whole lot I could say outside of what you already have in this, because after the pick, I could see the woodsy vibes mm-hmm. and the fact he literally is a tree stump. Um, so, I mean, it, it fit well enough. But, again, trying to be fair, the bias of saying Woodman, then me hearing the boop, boop, like you were saying, I was expecting it. But in the middle there, you're right. There was no earthy, woodsy kind of feel to it. Although, what does that mean to me, I guess, now in retrospect? (laughs) What, what, What sound would they have made to convey more outdoorsy? I don't know xylophone chirpiness i don't know but yeah it landed at number four for me for that for that reason fair enough wood man sure chop chop sure 
woods, not necessarily. <laughs> mm. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Uh, they also, the Neskimos, I'll have to drop that one in there too. What they do, like I say, it's a metal cover uh, for, for a lot of these tunes that they do. What they do with this one for Woodman is they use the start of that tune from the game. And then as soon as it gets to that dun dun, that's when they kick yeah. in their instruments. So beautiful the way they do it. Oh, that. nice. So yeah. beautiful. I'll, I'll share that one with you as well. So uh, excellent. That leaves Bubble Man. Right. Okay. It's a. Compared to some of the others, this might seem to be a controversial choice because obviously it was your middle ground choice. Right. Five. It was like almost smack dab in the middle, yeah. Um, I felt like. I, it's a great tune. I feel that you definitely get this underwater element. This sense of something lurking beneath the surface kind of thing. And then it kind of has a very adventurous build in the middle as you're kind of yeah. sweeping through. And then you get that... Dun, 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 dun. It's a, like a heroic hook that just lays it all down. And it just mm-hmm. flows like the water. Right. It works. It works so well, and again, another one of those tunes that handled in the right hands for a cover band, they can do something amazing with it. In fact, the Neskimoses, I keep gushing on about them because they have the best ones. The way they started off, they don't go in hard, you know, like you would expect with a metal cover. They start off slow and smooth for that opening bit, uh-huh. and it conveys that kind of, like you're looking on the, the surface of water, the gotcha. way they do it. It's just, it's amazing yeah so that's why it had to be my number one because i felt like it really nailed down the aesthetics that the others didn't quite nail and it just it works is i mean it just works all over yeah yeah uh, i again i liked most all of them Mm -hmm. but i definitely did get underwater or or like that flight feel um I, I really liked the energy yeah. of the song a lot. It felt much happier, much more exciting, almost like a discovery kind mm-hmm. of music as you're playing. So I expected a lot of color, maybe even a little craziness with more chill areas. So when I saw the picture, I felt like the music nailed it for what it was, for what I was thinking in a way, but I think I was expecting little bit more bright a little bit more colorful like so yeah the enemy in the situation was you know the bright pink fish i believe was if i remember no, no, no. the right it no. was the diver the diver looked right but it was the it, it was the picture was of the him fish, that yeah. when i saw it didn't line up sure but i think the enemy hold on let me bring the picture back up for it just to make sure yeah this is what i was thinking of because mm. the bright pink fish that's over there i think was the enemy and then there's like a little frog that's mm-hmm. behind him both all of it, color-wise, I thought it nailed it. It was when I saw him as the hero that I thought it fell, if that makes sense. Right, he right, is right. not what I would have envisioned Bubble Man with this particular song. Sure. So that was the only reason why it landed in the middle to me, because I loved absolutely everything else about it, but just the aesthetic of the hero in the situation for some reason with the song caused me to pause too many times for me to place it too high or too low but the love of the song i wanted to keep it right right there in the center but really a lot of my middle ones could have easily been finagled around and it 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 wouldn't have broken my heart because i did 
did like a lot of them. Yeah, I told so you. So it made it harder. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, from here on out, as much I, like I hate to say this, <laughs> and I don't want to like make the rest of the the game seem lesser than, but I feel mm-hmm. like this was like if you were to do a band and then they had albums and this was the album this was the pinnacle mm-hmm. everything here goes down not to say that it's not good and there aren't good things in the other albums but when you hit top it's yeah. hard to replicate that part three there are some good tunes in there but i feel like at some point it just starts to nosedive it's hard to strike oil twice yeah because yeah because i mean you these are so good Right. It really was a They're good soundtrack. So good. Yeah. So it's 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 difficult, but we'll we'll get through it. Mm-hmm. I don't want it to be like torture. It's not torture. Um, no, it's no, just not at all. You know, don't expect the greatest tunes of all time yet again. Sure. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. But I, I'm really intrigued just looking at the way the numbers go. It's almost like we did flip-flop and then kind of met somewhere in the middle, in the middle because second, if you look yeah. at where everything's kind of lined up it's just we flip-flop yeah that's about it. it is interesting how like the top and bottom were almost exactly opposite yeah so fascinating experiment i love this I'm telling you i can't wait this to is, see where we go it's interesting yeah hopefully you guys are finding it interesting at home as well and hopefully whatever your thoughts are and hopefully you've all, I mean, the music's been playing. Hopefully you heard it. You heard what we said. And maybe you found yourself a new thing to enjoy. Spotify. Right? Capcom Sound Spotify. Team. You can find all this music. Nice. There you go. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Well, guys, that's our show. That's our show. I think that's our show for the mm-hmm. day. Yeah. Uh, if you are still with us. Thank you very much. I know it's another long one, um, but you can hit us up sometime on Twitter at Super Mega Crash, or even send us an email at supermegacrash at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram to view the weekly icon art that Stephen puts his time and love into. You can support the show by liking and leaving reviews on your preferred platform and even going to patreon.com forward slash pencil and paper productions. Tell your friends that you can find us on Pencil and Paper Podcast Network or searching Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo. And you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and now even Amazon Music. Just tell Alexa to find us and she'll tell dig us up. Her up. We're there, man. Or if you'd like, you can go to youtube.com forward slash pencil paper productions as well. Thank you so much for listening. I am Lacey Finley. And I am Stephen White. And you could join us again next time, Super Mega Crash siblings. But until then, game on.
This has been a Pencil and Paper Podcast Network production.